My name's Molly Tell and I play for Miranda Magpies. Most of my friends just call me Mole. <laughs> yeah, I know it doesn't sound too great, but um, yeah, Mole or Mole Mole. Um, I actually joined the club a couple of years ago um, and I used to actually play in the St George comp but I moved over to the Shire about three years ago now um, and I was obviously searching for a club to play for and to be honest I looked online, had a couple of people that I knew obviously that played in the Shire comp as well um, and Miranda Magpies was highly recommended to me so um, I actually went down to their um, first one or one of their first training sessions um, and the girls were lovely, really loved the, I guess, atmosphere of the club. Um, all the club committee were really welcoming and, yeah, been, been with the club ever since. Hello and welcome to the Sutherland Shire football podcast, Strike Her, where we talk to the players and coaches of the Green Options SSFA Premier League Women's Competition during what is the biggest year for women's football. 2023 is the year of the FIFA World Cup, where the Matildas and our New Zealand neighbours host international teams all vying for a solid gold trophy that is awarded to the winners of the football tournament. We explore the development of our Premier League women players, we hear their stories and sideline dramas that are creating inspiration for our grassroots teams across the Sutherland Shire. Women have challenged the structures of sports, clearing space to play and attracting a demanding crowd that want to see them succeed. We explore the development of our Premier League women players and coaches. You'll find out how they balance working, training and game day, what drives their commitment and maintains their well-being. These are the personal stories in a tsunami of change that women's sport continue to enjoy. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Green Options Landscape Management, an Australian award-winning landscape services company with over 30 years of experience. You can check them out at greenoptions.com.au. Mia Hamm once said, many people say I'm the best woman soccer player in the world. I don't think so. And because of that, someday I just might be. Today we are joined by Green Options SSFA Premier League women's team, Miranda Magpies, and I have Molly Tao. Molly, I want to allow people to get to know you really quickly. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with a rapid fire quiz. Awesome. What is your favourite movie? Um, oh, great question. Oh, this one's hard. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't even know if I have a favourite movie. Do you have a favourite TV show? Yeah, to be honest, TV show. I'm a sucker for um, Chicago Fire. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but best show ever. Excellent. What is your favourite flavour of chips? Oh, I'm going to say just plain. I'm a plain Jane. Plain thin and crispy? Um, or crinkle cut? Crinkle cut. Crinkle Gotta cut. go crinkle cut, yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your playing history. You said that you um, looked online and you found the Miranda Magpies. You yeah. interviewed them, which is great, yeah. and you came from St George. Tell me more. Um, to be honest, my parents both played soccer growing up, so I think it was just in my blood from, from the day I was born. So I started playing 
as soon as I could until like I think I was four or five. I actually started playing in for Forest Rangers in the St George Comp and I was with them for years and years because that was our local club. But yeah, like I said, when I moved over to the Shire, like obviously I was really upset to leave a club that I'd played for, you know, pretty much my whole life. And, you know, I made a lot of my lifelong friends over there. But yeah, I decided to to move over here and because my family all moved over here as well. Yeah, I just decided that that club would probably be the best fit. And like I said, it's just soccer is yeah everything it's just my hobby my my safe place if that makes sense like I just love it always have it's just um like even my outlet you know with work obviously growing up with school with uni it's just something that allows me to get my mind off everything else and just focus on the game and what I'm doing and training and everything like that so I think for me even when I was younger like I just I look forward to going to training I look forward to playing you know my games on Sunday and it's nice to have something that you can enjoy um, you know outside of work or school or whatever so yeah. That's really um, an interesting thing about it making your whole life and and how do you think that that translates into your work or school Oh, I think, um, well, for me, I'm, I'm a high school PE teacher. So, you know, and loving soccer, I've got a lot of kids that I teach that also love soccer that have that same passion. So that's one amazing thing for me that, you know, soccer has given me is given that connection that I can make with my students and stuff as well. But also, like I said before, like having that as an outlet just allows you to have that work-life balance, I think as well. For me, I'm like so physically active and soccer is just another thing that I get to do, you know, to feel good as well, you know, mentally and physically. So, yeah. So t- tell me a little bit more about the mentally and physical challenge of football and what that looks like uh, for a week in training and in season, so not off season. Yeah. Well, like I said, like I try and stay really consistent with, you know, my training like outside of soccer as well. So I'm really into the gym. I'm really into running and things like that as well. But, you know, like even having training or once the season starts and we have already obviously started pre-season as well, it does get challenging, you know, because especially for most of the women in my team, like we all work full time, we wake up super early, we have very, very busy schedules. But yeah, I guess it's hard to get that work-life balance and then the balance of trying to juggle soccer as well. And what a lot of people don't realise is it takes up a lot of your time and time that you probably, a lot of people don't realise how much of that time it is. So, you know, even on a Sunday, preparing for the game, getting there earlier, warming up, playing the game, after the game, recovery, and then yeah, training during, during the week as well. It can put a lot on your body but like I said it's about you know ensuring that you get that balance and making sure that you're still you still have that passion because if you don't have the passion then you know it's really not going to be enjoyable for you. Yeah absolutely mm. and you th- you sort of talk through a little bit of the um, the passion and the preparation and the time that you've invested into it. Yeah. You know it's really personal that preparation um, before a game mm. and after a game. What does that kind of look like for you? What do you do? Is there any tips for the listeners? Um, yeah, I mean, I think this ever since I was like young, young and I used to play, um, you know, in like the even under 12s, 13s, 14s girls, I'd do the same thing. Like I'd always have like the smallest breakfast. Like for me, I don't like having a big meal before soccer because I do get nervous. Like no matter what game it is, even if it's like the middle of the season, not an important game, whatever, like it, I I get really nervous before a game but I always like to this sounds so funny I sound like that I like to have a lot of carbs the night before because like I, you do so much running in a game so I like carb load up the night before and then yeah the morning of I just try and relax 
um, whether that be like watching something and just trying to relax in the morning, eating like a small breakfast, like I said, maybe having a tea if if it's more, if it's a cold morning. But yeah, I just try and relax before a game. Usually I'll roll out, like do a bit of stretching and stuff before I even get to the field because I'm always so sore. (laughs) But yeah, so try and prepare as best I can. But like in terms of mentally preparing, I just try and like, yeah, I guess get my mind in the right spot before I even get to the field, get to the warming up and things like that. Uh, What that looks like, I guess, even listening to music, I love listening to music, that like calms me down a lot. And then, yeah, like I said, just like taking it easy the morning of, not doing too much, um, especially not having a big night the night before, that's important. (laughs) So talking a bit about that big night the night before, Mm. you know, there there is events and say you've got a really big game and there's an event you know, maybe a 21st, a wedding like the one you've been to. Um, And there's some fear of missing out. Of course, of course, yeah. So what does a night out look like if you've got a big game the next day but you must Um, commit? Yeah, to be honest, I'm not much of a party animal. I don't really, like for me, if I'm going out, it's it's usually just out for dinner with my friends, like, you know, being a bit older now as well, um, you know, we're not the party type. We don't like going out drinking and clubbing and doing all that stuff. Um, you know, I think I got very sick of that after I, like, I turned 18. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm sick of it. Like once I turned 19, I was like a year is enough for me. Um, but yeah, so usually if I'm going out, like I try and like, I won't drink too much. Like you said, if it's a wedding or something like that, like you still want to enjoy yourself. You still want to, you know, eat what you want to eat and things like that. But I'll, I'll limit myself to, you know, drinking plenty of water, making sure I'm not, you know, going crazy, um, getting to bed at a reasonable hour if you can because you definitely feel it the next day. Yeah. So what does preparation look like for you and your team in the lead up to our launch on the 19th of March? Mm. Um, And we're obviously showcasing, so no nerves, no pressure for you guys. But yeah. there is. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. What does that look like? Um, well, we've, yeah, we started training quite early this year too and, um, you know, losing some of our, you know, very key players that we had last year um, and obviously just for multiple reasons and understandable reasons too. Um, we started trying to recruit our players quite early this year, have actually found some amazing players and some lovely, lovely girls that have joined the team this year. Um, but, yeah, we've done a lot of training and a lot of fitness, obviously, leading up to to the soccer you know a lot of us in the team like I said before do a lot outside of, of soccer whether that be gym running whatever but soccer is completely different fitness game like it's it's insane like you just don't realize how different it is um you know being able to run like 8ks which I do sometimes during the week and then trying to play a 90 minute soccer game it's very very different fitness um so yeah we've just been doing a lot of fitness stuff some ball drills getting to know each other as well because we do have a team you know with a lot of new players now um got some trial games coming up so that will be really really good preparation to see how we work actually on the field um but yeah training's been really really good and I know the coach has been really good in changing up the drills and making sure that we're not getting bored of doing you know the same sort of stuff um but yeah I'm um yeah talking with the other girls in my team um they've also really enjoyed like training lately and said it's really good that you know Costa's mixing up the sessions and ensuring that you know we are getting the fitness in that we need and um all the drills and ball sort of skills that we need as well so it's been really enjoyable but yeah so I feel like we are prepared at this point um but again we'll definitely see how we go in our trial games yeah it's something it's something that everyone's sort of talking about is it's that 
coming out of the off-season training and, and what does that look like yeah. for each yeah. of the teams and, and mm-hmm. specifically for Miranda. So you've got a whole bunch of new people. How many new girls did you bring into your team for this year? Um, great question. I think we have about, I would say about eight to ten new people within the team. So we had a couple of girls leaving and at the end of last year, um, you know, for uncontrollable factors, we did lose a lot of players and we were short a lot of games last year. Like we were struggling to get our 11 um, and we had to like um, get my sister in to come and play keeper. So that was that was fun and she, poor thing, she was like, I can't play in Premier League. Like she was, she was really, you know, worried about it. I was like, look, this is our only option at the moment. So and I know it sounds crazy to think we couldn't even like, you know, get a full team but it just we had multiple injuries. We had, you know, people moving, people that um, unfortunately were getting a bit unwell or family members that were unwell so yeah last year I guess was really tough for us at Miranda but yeah I'm really really excited with with what we've recruited this year and like I said the girls are lovely they're so hard working and what I've seen at training so far like I'm really impressed with what I've seen so that's yeah. really it sounds like it's going to be an exciting yeah, season yeah I'm super excited yeah and I think um it, it's a bit like that though you, you see 25 people register and then sometimes mm. life just throws stuff at you. Oh, exactly right, yeah. And you're challenged to get 11 on the park. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. And I think especially in female football, you know, like there's always that risk of, you know, like especially at our age, like people getting married, having kids and, um, you know, our life can change very, very quickly. And, um, you know, that's sort of what happened for us last year with people moving or people starting their family and and stuff like that. And like I said, understandable, but yeah, you, you do, you start the season, you're like, oh, wow, we've got a full squad. This is awesome. And then by, you know, like around 12, 15, you're like, oh God, where's everyone gone? You know? So yeah. How are we going to crawl? Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, and it's that it's that sort of thing where you see the teams coming back the next year, and it's a new look team. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. You're starting to bring yourselves together. Yeah, it's sounding exciting. And yeah, I can't wait to see you guys I there. Know. Thank you. Um, so, from a coaching perspective, what is um, the attributes that you admire? And you talked a little bit about your coach. What are the attributes that you admire in him? And do, how does he play in bringing that whole team together, especially with 11 new players? Yeah. I mean, so Costa was our coach last year too. And, um, you know, even from getting the feedback from the other girls in the team, he's just very, very like genuine in, in the way that he coaches as well. He's always really fair, but he's also, like I said before, like he makes sure that everything we do is like engaging. He changes it up. He ensures that everyone in the teams, you know, got their role, that they know what their role is. But yeah, for him, he has like obviously a lot of qualities that you want in a coach, someone that's easy to get along with, someone that's, you know, he is really super, like super chill as well. Like, and I think especially with women like we don't respond well to like a coach that's like aggressive or um you know takes things too seriously if that makes sense like obviously we know we're at a very competitive level and we are all serious about our our soccer and you know the way that we play and we all do want to do really well um but he's very I guess approachable as well you know the girls can always go and talk to him if they've got an issue or, you know, talk to him if they're, you know, worried about something or, you know, if they say, oh, I can't play this game because of blah, 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 you know, like he's super understanding about everything. Um, and I guess that makes it easier. And it's it also makes it easier that, 
you know, that we all feel comfortable with him being the coach. Um, and like I said, with all the new girls that have been recruited, um, they've already said, you know, how, how good it's been with, with the training sessions and um, how he's really, really like understanding of, you know, if people can't make training or if something happens and they can't make a game or et cetera. So, yeah. That's really, it's really nice to hear you talk about your coach um, like that and, and the fact that he kind of does adapt and, and do those changes for you. Mm. The communication, you touched on that um, and talked a little bit about communication. Mm. How do you communicate with your teammates on the field? Um, I think, and again, this was something that, you know, we all try and communicate to each other before we actually get on the field and play. Um, and that's to try and be as positive as we can on the field. Um, you know, it can be difficult sometimes, you know, when, you know, uh, like yourself or someone in your team's made a mistake or, um, you know, we're not playing to the best with that we can and we know that we can do better. It can be, you know, very hard to try and, you know, stay positive on the field sometimes. Um, but that's something that, um, you know, Costa always tries um, – um, to, you know, drill into our heads is to, you know, no matter what happens on the field, if we're losing, you know, 5 nil or whatever the case may be, you always stay positive and always try and encourage each other because, you know, without positivity on the field, you know, you're not going to achieve what you want. Yeah. No, and that's a fair point. It's, you really have to have that positivity. And so mm. how do you, what are your strategies for building resilience and and to coping with losses and to, you know, move forward with a positive mindset? Yeah, well, I think what we try and do, like obviously being positive on the field, like I said before, is, is something that we need to do. Um, but, you know, if we're trying to cope with multiple losses at a time or whatever the case may be, I think maybe, um, you know, one thing that we're, again, we'll try and even do a bit better this year is to, you know, go back meet up as a team again, whether that be on training or whatever the case may be, um, and just sit down and talk about it, like talking through things and why, you know, why did that happen? Why did we make that mistake? Why do you, why is it that we think we, you know, lost the game? Is there something that we can improve on? And I guess looking at our strengths and weaknesses and trying to, I guess, build upon those um, weaknesses to make them into strengths. Yeah, it sounds like there's a good amount of reflection mm. that you go through. Yeah, for um, sure. And there's lessons to be learned in everything we do. Definitely, yeah. Can you tell me one of the key lessons that you've learned from your playing career in soccer? Um, for me, I think it's, yeah, trying to be more resilient. Like so when I, and again, when I used to play when I was younger, I remember we had this one season and I don't think we won a game. Like I think we lost every single game in the season. And I, yeah, I know it was, it was very difficult for the team and we all found it really hard to find positivity or find light in the situation. Um, but like I said before, like making sure that you build that connection with your teammates as well, like ensuring that you, you know, all have this friendship and have this connection that you, um, you know, can actually support each other through all those losses or through the highs and lows. I think that's probably one of the most, you know, valuable things that I've learned is soccer is not you know, an individual sport. It is a team sport. You need to be able to, you know, get along with your teammates, to communicate with them, to ensure that you can, you know, build each other up and encourage each other and support each other on the field and off the field, I guess, because, you know, even like last year, you know, that I said with our team, you know, a lot of girls went through a lot of things outside of soccer and, you know, having 
you know, the support from, I guess, all of the rest of us in the team really helped those girls go through what they were going through. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's important to, to support each other on, F, on and off the field. And what is that? Can you describe a little bit about what that looks like? What does support look like? I guess just ensuring that they know that you're there, even if it's just a message saying like, you know, I hope you're all right or is there anything that we can do, you know, just just to be like we're here if you need us. Like we know that you're taking a bit of time out at the moment but, um, you know, you're always welcome back and just just making sure that they are aware, um, you know, that we we do support them no matter what and that we are here for them. And like I said, if it's just a message, if it's just, um, I don't know, on the group chat because, you know, us, we have our yeah. little group chats and things, just saying, you know, like hope you're all right, blah, blah, blah. And um, if there's anything we can do, let us know. And just a simple message like that can go such a long way. It's really important important to sort of stay supportive of each other mm. and using all of those communication channels like WhatsApp. Yeah, of course. They say what happens on the field stays on the field. But have you made lifelong friends from playing soccer? Oh, 100%. I still talk to girls that I played with when I was like 15. So, um, you know, soccer isn't just about the game. Like it's it's about the people that you play with and the people that you um, surround yourself with in the club. Um, and, yeah, definitely found some amazing friends through through the game. It's so nice to see everyone coming together because yeah. of the game of football. Yeah, for sure. soccer as well. Um, the Green Options Shire Premier League is our top-tier community football competition in the Shire. What do you think your role plays in inspiring our upcoming footballers? I think it's just making sure that like we're, you know, good role models to and especially being in the women's comp, you know, I remember when I was younger and football was still quite popular but there, you know, we were struggling to get girls' teams together, women's teams together um, and now it's becoming more and more popular which is so amazing to see that, you know, girls are like inspired by the older older women that are playing. So I think for us it's just making sure that we are being positive role models to the younger girls and even boys as well, just to younger kids in general. Um, and to know that like it's a, it's a game that's amazing and it's so fun to play and um, that there is so much opportunity out there for them to, to learn, to grow, to I guess improve their skills, their knowledge around the game as well. Thank you, Molly. It's been really wonderful talking to you, you today. Too. Thank you. Before we go, I have one last question for you. What personality traits do you think it takes to be on the wing, in goals or a striker? Ooh, good question. Um, ooh, wing, in goals or a striker. I think you need great communication skills, definitely. I guess every single position on the field you need to be able to communicate and ensure that, um, you know, your team know where you are at all times. Um, but I think, yeah, being able to communicate really well um, on – you know, within your team and making sure that they know what your next move is. And that comes down to how you train, um, how you communicate with with the people in your team, how you form that relationship with the people in your team as well. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that would probably be one of the most important things. Thank you. Your words of wisdom are going to resonate around the Shire and I'm sure beyond. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. so grateful for this club sharing their insights into the world of Premier League women's football that is going on in our very own backyard. 
Our sponsors, Green Options Landscape Management and Deploy Football, not only bring you this intimate conversation and the live coverage of 23 of our Premier League games, but are proud to extend their long-term partnership with the Sutherland Shire Football Association in 2023. With humble beginnings in the region, Green Options Landscape Management and Deploy Football are proud to be a truly local Shire business, supporting the grassroots clubs, players and coaches of the SSFA. To watch the live streaming and follow the Premier League teams each week, go to the website at shirefootball.com.au. You can listen to all the episodes on ShirePod, streaming through Podbean, Apple Podcast, Spotify and Google, or wherever you download your podcast. ShirePod is a community podcast station creating sound waves that inspire.